When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Tomanaga, three, up, in there! was transition D. How about the Huskers rolling to the rim? Walker with two, and a chance for one more after the timeout. Short on that shot, Lawrence, a career-high 13 points on the push. Tomanaga waits, three, up, down! He wasn't even looking at the rim when it went through! go in. No, watch the release. He doesn't even look to see if it goes in. He knows what to turn his head. Oh, that's cool, Jerry. <laughs> Wanted to get the crowd into it right away. They were phenomenal. Uh, right from, you know, that, that first half, they, they gave us an unbelievable lift. We were flying around. I thought our contests were maybe as good as they've been all season. And uh, came out, got a basket to start the second. Derek scored it to put us up 14. And then obviously it unraveled from there. And, you know, give Michigan State credit. They came out and, and made shots. I think they made their first five threes in the second half. And then they got comfortable and confident. And that's how this game is. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency alongside Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Catch us live on Twitter, live on YouTube, or if you're in your car. Don't be watching the stream. Just turn the radio dial, find 590. You can get us there. We're having some fun this morning, Wednesday, not Friday as DB thought yesterday, but, you know, give them some grace. There's a big game tonight down at PBA, and when you think high school basketball, you don't think Wednesday night. Correct. So I was a little off. Old day was screwed up, and I felt like we were a little lax yesterday which led me to believe we're heading into a friday kind of long weekend we had the kind of the staff lunch and everybody's kind of shooting the breeze and i forgot it did like feel like a friday with all the events you know what i mean that so took i was place after the show so i was kind of it's a little off but i'm better i mean full disclosure as we t- listen to coach wayberg so i only knew you know i try to stay in my little bubble when it comes to sports. And this is an absolute true story. So my sister is in town from St. Louis. She came with my nephew to the game. She bring emos? <laughs> no, and I forgot. Darn. But she said she's coming. I think she's coming back in a couple weeks. Um, But so I'm in my little corner, right? I'm sitting and she's not around me enough during competitions to know that like, I don't want to know until I can know. Like, if I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch all the way through. If I'm not, I don't want to know until I get home. So she flashes me her phone, and she says, hey, did you see the Nebraska score? It's 25 to 12. No. Oh, nice. Right? Didn't think another thing of it. I'm dialed into the game. I get in the car. My radio's on 590. So it's maybe like a minute into the half or something like that, and 
or it's early, and I hear Ken say, hey, you know, uh, I think it was Hogard. Somebody was at the line. Flint, he goes, 48-41. So I was like, dang. That's the last I, that's the last, changed the channel. Was, was talking um, to Mike in the car. So I go home and I start the game over. Right. I had no idea what was about to happen, happen in the, because I, I didn't know the final. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this unfold real time, and I think Nebraska's on like maybe only their fifth or sixth minute of the scoring drought. I think it got to eight, eight maybe. Yeah. And I was floored. I was like, I kept this a secret from myself for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for this. And I couldn't believe it. And I was going through the gamut of emotions, too, because this whole time you got to think, I'm thinking they're going to win. And it was a little bit of fool's goal because I don't know how much you got into it, but, like, there was a stretch where Michigan State had cut it to three. I think it was 48-45 or something like that. And, and Nebraska takes a timeout, and they come out, they get a little two-point possession. I think Tomonaga hit one. And they go to zone. They go to a zone. They go to, like, a 2-3 zone, and – Michigan, Michigan State misses the shot. They get a rebound. Tomanaga come down, comes down. I think he hits a three. Uh, or Derek Walker had to put back maybe. Then it was a three. And then all of a sudden it was 10 again. And I was like, shoot, unconventional, right? They zoned a team that was pretty hot from three. That's what confused me. And, well, you see that. Some, like I told you that little anecdote a couple weeks ago about when we were talking about Craig one day with Ba, and he goes, you know, this sounds weird, but and I can't remember what team this was. This was maybe about two or three years ago. And he, he goes, I'd zone him because I would zone Creighton. He goes, I know it sounds weird, but this is why. And so I know sometimes people will 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 play that will go to that zone for different reasons, and uh, I'm watching that thing unfold, and I'm floored. I I, I like my 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 jaws open because I. Didn't expect anything further than what I was witnessing in that second half. After Nebraska pushed it back to 10 Mm -hmm. in the second half that they weren't going to score for who knows when. I was like, O-M-G. They just couldn't throw it in the ocean. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I I was pretty mad. I was like, did I kept that a secret from myself? Okay, tunnel vision. And I was like, eh, I could have fast-forwarded. Yeah, to add to your point, though, moving to a zone, and I know it works every now and then. But it slowed it, them down for a little bit. It did, but with how well Michigan State was passing and how well they were shooting the ball, it was like almost like are we, are we wanting them to keep shooting the three? Are we wanting them to keep just working the ball around the perimeter? Because that's what they were doing really well. Ooh, 12 of 17, though. Rotation wasn't very good either no, on that just, zone. Just a guy like this. There's, there's one point, if you if you go back and watch uh, uh, the three ball, was it from Walker? Griesel was inside the perimeter, and he was running to the block, to the top of the key, mm-hmm. and then he realized that, hey, there's also a man over here, and we have too many people bunched up here, wide open three. The movement wasn't very good by Nebraska inside the three-point line. But aside from all of that, the reason Michigan State got all the way back, it wasn't because they shot the living stew out of the basketball in the second half. It was because Nebraska could not make a shot 
when it mattered most. Although they did shoot the pee out of it. How about this for a funny little did you know? Michigan State took eight less shots in the second half than they did in the first. 36 shots in the first half, 28 in the second half. They made nine more field goals than they did in the first half. I mean, that is – I mean, write that one down. You're, what are they, 10 of, 10 of 36 in the first half, and they were 19 of 28 in the second half. You're insane when it comes to numbers. Like, do you know what I'm saying, though? Like, who does that? When you're making shots. Eight less shot attempts, yeah. nine more makes. They had, a, they had a couple of O boards in that first half, which led to, you know, a secondary offensive possession. But aside from that, when you're making shots, it's easy, right? Yeah. You shoot 12 of 17 from three in the second half. And the rest got a little careless with the rock, man. But some of those little bunnies and those floaters that D-Walk normally knocks down, those weren't going. And then they started started kind of forcing a few things, too, from the perimeter. And I was kind of getting a good vibe because when, when I checked my DMs on the way home from high school game, I looked and balked up my man Lance – we talked to you yesterday about the quarterback play, which, by the way, got me thinking. I still don't know anybody that thinks Casey Thompson's going to win that job except for Lance. He's still the only guy because that, that call kind of stirred some conversation in my sphere of influence. And, mm -hmm. But I don't think he's crazy, right? Because I've been saying all along, this is what kind of temperament you need. Don't count Casey Thompson out. And now, shoot, the more reps he gets. But anyway, before I get too sidetracked on that, his DM said, because we were talking about consistency, he, all his DM said to me was Greasel equals consistent. So he must have got, he must have thought he's still probably in the first half because mm -hmm. I didn't look back and see what right. time he sent it. But all of that set the stage for me not knowing what the outcome was last night as I'm watching that thing. And my jaw just dropped. Some of those, what do you think of the degree of difficulty? For the shots that Michigan State was making, not very tough or pretty, or because I think it depended on <laughs> if they were checking themselves, if they were hot, or if they were just rolling. Uh -huh. I mean, for more times than not, it seemed like they were just rolling an open shot here, an open shot there. But then there was a hand in their face. There was one where Hoiberg defended the heck. Oh, the one that Aikens hit? The heck out of Aikens. <laughs> I mean, you watch that and you yeah. think Hoiberg could not have yeah. defended that better. And it just fell. Jaden Aikens shot that fell. thing last Excuse night, me. man. <laughs> what did he finish with? I think he made five or six. Say that again, Aikens. What, yeah, what, what was he from Bonnie? 17. He's no, five of nine from three, five of nine, fourteen from the field. Yeah, that's just silly. Yeah, they got it going, man. I, I just, I just the not knowing the outcome and kind of going through that thing in my head, man. I was like, golly, man. And and I was kind of, oh yeah, man, good switch to the zone out of timeout, man. Two, three, kind of, kind of slowed. And it's down. great to change things up in a, in the. And he was trying, right? And I felt like that was gonna be, like one of those little key buttons that he pushed during the course of a game that he sometimes doesn't get credit for that was going to turn out to work, right? But he just couldn't get enough stops, man. Well, Michigan and that's State. it because Greasel said that too at the end of the game. The offensive drought was linked to the fact that they could not get defensive just, stops. Just couldn't get a stop. And when you just see three ball after three ball going into the hoop, I mean, you're just feeling defeated as you yeah. inbound the basketball. Like, how do we stop them? And yeah. then you're thinking about that. 
as you're going on offense. It's just it's just a it's just a straight basketball is one of those and we've seen some crazy runs this season of of leads blown and then teams stretching leads. It's such a streaky thing. We watched Creighton this past week go 20 minutes without making a three. Sharman made that one three at the 16-minute mark, and I think they missed 13 or 14 more and didn't hit another one until, like, oh, it was a ways into the second half. And, and I'm we've thinking, seen that a lot this year from And I'm like, it, it just the gamut of emotions that happen. Shoot, last night, Westside was up 11. That game was 69-58. And all of a sudden, a 69-69 going into OT, and you're like, you went three quarters without turning over the basketball and making free throws to this? Like, it, it's just, it's such a streaky sport. I, I mean, even in the NBA last night, Golden State ends up winning by 18, and at no point until they went on their run did they give you the inkling that they were going to win that game. It's just, it sounds too easy to say a make-or-miss league, but, man, when shots are going and you, what Coach Hoiberg said in the presser, well, you know, and you could tell they were shooting the ball with confidence, and that's a lot of what this game is, and I was just like, Man, you're no not doubt. kidding. When when you're feeling good about yourself, you're like, and I, I go back I, go back to what I texted you midway through that West Side game. I said it's a good thing Tate Advadi showed up. Yeah, well, because it, that dude was just like, hey, I'm gonna fire until I miss. Yeah, he's gonna shoot that thing. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, easy, big fella. <laughs> but Although, but we needed somebody to shoot the basketball last night because we just weren't very aggressive. But I, it was a. Uh, Link and I played hard, man. They, yeah, they did, and, and they, they they defied the never scouting. Never went away. They defied the scouting report too. Never went away. I, it's funny. I texted Caleb before the game, wishing him good luck. So you passed along his number to me, and he texted me back after the game. And uh, the last thing that I texted him before I hit the pillow was, and I knew I could poke fun, maybe play at him a little bit because they won the game. Mm. But I just texted. Oh, the two missed free throws? I go, free throw. Yeah, se- 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 71% foul shooter. He's 10 of 12 two so, games ago. So locked down four, from the line. Four of four long, in the first long. half. And and I, it's funny because he, he, he pulled in last night. He didn't want to eat. He just wanted to shower and, and, and get back to bed. He goes, man, I can't believe how I let what I thought should have been a lane violation get in my head. I was like... I don't want to hear it, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like I, I just couldn't believe the frenetic pace that they played with when they just had to calm it down. They, they drive me. If they ever just, like, situational awareness drives me bonkers. You're up three in overtime against Bellevue West with less than two minutes to go, and you go one on three. You're up eight last night, and you shoot two threes with less than two minutes to go. You don't need it. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? So sometimes they make it hard on themselves. Yeah, I even thought that last look before OT was like, man, you couldn't find something better. Like you guys couldn't move around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I wanted set up some type yeah. of structured play to really he, and get he had, going. And CJ had two guys open on the wing too. And I don't really fault for. I, I'm not. Not in that. It wasn't moment, a. It no. wasn't a great shot, but I, you know, once they didn't initiate the offense until under seven seconds, I was losing my mind. Because I just don't think guys in high school, and I see this a lot, the whole under ten thing, 
It's a bunch of malarkey. Unless you're finishing at an elite, not to go up Matt Rule, unless you're finishing at an elite clip at the end of game situations, give yourself a chance at a miss. The whole under 10, get your – nah, get man, the last you, look. you guys aren't efficient enough. If, if you score with four seconds left, that's fine. Make them have to make a play. Don't – don't be, you know, not giving yourself a chance at an offensive right. rebound. Yeah, I agree with that. I also agree, though, on the side of the under 10 more times than not because if you do finish at the rim, if you give the other team four seconds, you know a three's coming. And then all of a sudden, if they do make that shot, if you could have had OT or the win versus, hey, you lose by one at, at the buzzer, I can understand both. But I know where you're coming from yeah. when you say, hey – Unless you are – because you see it a lot in college. These guys can make acrobatic plays. You, you know, you, you, you can You, you see Kansas contact. close out Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah. You take some contact. You toss it high off the glass, and it falls in. And a lot of times I'm like, man, like how do they have that much time to think about, okay, I'm going to release the ball here. It, you know, it comes second nature when you do it yeah. so many times over and over and over again. But – to finish at the rim through contact is one of the hardest things to do, especially when you don't have size. And a lot of guys that don't have size are the best at doing it. Yeah, and, and they let them play last night too, so you weren't going to get a ton of calls. Except, and then in the second half, you know, it's halfway through the third quarter, and each team's got like five team fouls. I'm like, how did we get to ten fouls already like we guys are getting knocked over and the whistle never blows and then all of a sudden got got a ton of whistles and so I think they struggled to kind to kind of adjust to the way that the game was being called to but thank goodness I they're both playing in state and not just the one because that made it a lot easier on you. Been a that was a cool tweet by the way last night Oh, being able my, to tweet that. Oh yeah, uh, Maya and Caleb and Micah. At yeah. what age were they? Oh, I think so. Seventh and sixth. Yeah, that, I mean that's a cool tweet. <laughs> yeah, because Micah's proud like, dad moment. Micah's like four in that picture, and you know she was so cool. She she plays tonight, obviously, and she's sitting right in front of me last night at the game. And she's on her phone, and I I just I'm like, well, what's going on? I said, what are you doing, babe? She's like, oh, just watching film. So I just took a picture of her watching the action that she's going to see today from North Star, and I sent it to her coach Paulson. I was like, hey, you're in her head. Nice work. Like, best wishes tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like she's watching film and she's trying to support her brother. So it was cool. I it was a weird. It was kind of a surreal night. There's so many guys that our summer kids play with that we grew up with. You know, the Connor Millikins, the Tate Oddbodies, the Neil Mossers, uh, Aiden Zickman in Central City. Like, all these guys that play on their their 15Us, their 16Us, they're all playing in state. And as a matter of fact, I Pretty think incredible. I think all but one in the last five years of summer basketball, six, are playing in state. And if he'd have been healthy... He could have given his chance to play at state, and that's Will Cooper at Millard South. He's he's the he's he's the only one, and and it's through no fault of his own other than just injury. Because I told you, remember when district started? I go shoot, man, Boudreaux, a healthy Will Cooper, they're healthy now. They kind of scare me. 
<laughs> I you did it. say that. You're like, I don't really know if I if I can just write these guys. Yeah, off. right. Because I just, I, I this Miller sound scared me a little bit, but yeah. So it was kind of cool to see everybody playing in the in the postseason. Oklahoma Tyler was sure to reiterate that because Platt views in so. His kiddo, uh, you know, Milliken. It's going to be a good state tournament, but it starts today with the girls, man. I'm pretty pumped because I actually think you're asking me off air. It's going to be tough because I think it's Especially in Class A. I th it's pretty wide open. I shoot, and you're not going to get this deep in the weeds. I think the toughest outside of A is prop. Go ahead. Give it I, to me. I would say the toughest outside of A is C2. Correct. <laughs> Good on you for doing your so – You C get a little down for that. Get C2, Crofton is – I mean, they're always a one seed, it seems. Mm. Always. Yeah. I mean, uh, what what they've been able to accomplish up there is, is incredible. I feel like the Arns girls are, are always <laughs> just yeah. cycling through. Um, how many kids do they have? I don't know. Uh, but every, every year it's a new Arns and, and uh, I, I, all of I completely play. agree with you. C2 is by far the most Oakland difficult. Craig is that's a really good team That's as who well. I'm going to go with. But they have Ponka. I know. I know. No, I believe and me. Ashlyn Kingsbury, I mean, her dad, former Iowa guy. Look at uh, you. This, this girl can absolutely ball, and they played – Crofton and Ponca played, what was it, two, two. years ago? Um, and that was the story that I uh, put together for um, um, Kendall Taney, <laughs> the kid that had oh, the, heart the, surgery. The, 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 uh -huh. the piece that you mm -hmm. sent me a, a few months that ago. Crofton super fan. Um, so they were playing each other in the finals that day, and gosh, Ponca had that one too. <laughs> Crofton came back it's, and won it's, that game. Here's the deal. I, and I went with Oakland, Craig, kind of reluctantly. I'm a little biased just because there's been like six or seven years of following their football program as they've made these runs. And their old athletic director uh, is a good buddy who's now at Malcolm. And uh, I, it, it's one of those if they get past the first, then I could see it. But it's it should be... I don't think it'll be real chalky, and it could be – shoot, A is going to be tough. Now, B is a little bit – I mean, it's got some monster. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So Absolutely. Be best wishes with that. But I think A is wide open. Uh, Miller South's got to stay healthy because they don't – they're not deep. Lincoln High's got to shoot it uh, with a little bit of efficiency. Miller North – has got to take good care of the basketball. They are knocked down. Bellevue East is going to be dangerous. Bellevue West, for me, and that, watching them, it's all about how hard they play in their shot selection because they're talented. This thing is is it's wide the heck open. Our poll question of the day, which you can vote at H Varsity Radio, is who are you taking in Class A? With the NSAA Girls Basketball State Tournament beginning today, who are you taking? Millard South, the one seed. Millard North, the two Lincoln High, the three, or the field? And I, listen, I almost, I like Coach, I like Bryce, I like Miller South basketball coach. I told you, sometimes, you know, I, he's one of those people I think you have to spend some time with. Because if you see him on the surface and you're coaching against him, you're like, ooh, man. This guy I, seems mean. This guy's not for me. Right. right? <laughs> he's going to tell you how it is. He, you know, he plays a certain way. But 
And I was hope I almost was hoping. Now I'm obviously cheering for Millard North. There's no question about that. But for sanity's sake, I was almost hoping Millard South wouldn't be a one seed because I believe. And I have to double check. Somebody help me out here on social media. I think Millard South had four or five one seeds in the past five or six years without a championship. It, you are I, it's some, either it's, right on the nose. So I was like, close. ooh, like let, did somebody else get the one <laughs> just so I can see, you know. But go Mustangs. That's all I know at the end of the day for sure. When we come back, I'll set up the show, and I'll also tell you the best thing I saw last night. That's next.